All right, baby, this is old master right here, king of big dog style, master of the pop-up headbutt, king of the trailer court, the Sutter Psycho, right here. Y'all listen to Wrestling Chairs. You dummy if you ain't paying attention. Listen, subscribe, like, share, all that business, baby. Old master right now, I'm going to drink some lot bears. Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, right here on the brand new TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, and sometimes we have surprises around every single corner. And like I said, we're on the brand new TrainingTopicsNetwork.com, where you can check out all the great shows, such as All Beer Inside, The European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Luchat, CFL Easy Picks, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on, Siren FM, TTN at the Movies, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other show, Hanging with Heavy. But here on Wrestling Cheers, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and tune in. And if you want to get a hold of us, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and if you want to do email, Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And this is a show where we talk about shows that we've been to and all those kind of fun things of being a independent wrestling fan in the Northeast and Ohio region, mostly Cleveland. And this is an AIW episode. And we just had AIW's Cool as Ice last weekend. And time to tell you what we thought about the show. First and foremost, like I said, I'm heavy set and I'm being joined by returning after a little bit. We have Caden. I'm back. So how's school? That's school. Yeah. <laughs> How are your grades? I haven't bothered to look. It'll make me sad. <laughs> oh, so you have to you have to get off here and do your homework. Hey, my homework's done. Trust oh. me. <laughs> Just not very good. Yeah, to the best of my abilities. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into this fun show. Which actually, oh, by the way, um, I don't know if you've heard. I was listening to friends of ours, the Road Home from Wrestling, and they recently had Nasty Russ on, and he he said that we are both good guys, good respectful guys, and he actually said I have a great voice for podcasting ah so thank you nasty russ for the compliment and the shout out name dropping both of us like i mean i was brought up and then he mentioned you by name caden so it's really fun when those kind of things happen and we we miss the jollyville fuckets hopefully we see the jollyville fuckets in november for when aiw returns which we will get more on that later oh, but we got one thing announced that when it's already crazy oh the uh the guy on the flyer yeah, that fella, which we will get into. Which you can get into that. And technically, there was another match announced. And we can we can get into that when we get to the particular match on this card. We're not giving spoilers yet. Not yet. Um, Before we get into it, what were your... Uh, what would you say is your match of the night? Match of the night. The 10-man tag was ridiculous. I always enjoy the tag matches. The 10-man, like, especially with these students. Like, especially when you had... And it was like I said, <laughs> it was going to take me... Two tweets to mention just by using um, usernames on Twitter. It took one full tweet, but that's not mentioning any hashtags. That's not mentioning anything else. Uh, it went Joshua Bishop, Trey Lamar, The Garrison King, Rich Homie Juice, and then I use hashtag Malcolm Under the Third versus IMDJZ, Official Ego, Laredo Kid, The Real, EC3, and Gringo Loco took up all the tweets I, at one point i did have in there hashtag cool as ice too much oh. but and then what i had to do is i had to like uh quote tweet it from there and put hashtag cool as ice but yeah that was a fun match we had two unannounced matches too yeah we did which was nice always fun getting some bonus stuff if i'm gonna say a match of the night i'm gonna go with the tag title match i always love cole cabana and grado in a match and i kind of think cheech and Colin are underrated in comedy wrestling. They don't do it all the time. They don't, but when they do, they're really good at it. Exactly. So seeing them against Cabana and Grado, who are just absolute pros at it, it was it was fun. 
And I was blown away about how, how great that match was. And, this and was, it wasn't all comedy either. Yeah. They did serious wrestling. The thing that I'll always say about like matches like this, like we, it's like we know who the winner is. We know, or at least I, we are of the belief that, you know, Colt and Grado aren't going to win the tag titles. Because that means they, they'd have to, I mean, you never know. I think we felt that all felt the same thing when they announced that Greg and Veda were going up against a Batiri. We're like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. But we, we were surprised when it did. I will give it that. But just, you know, getting Cabana here and Grado here. I mean, if they won it, you'd figure they'd be gone by hell on earth. But it was just kind of like... Just to give them like a little short title reign. Yeah, so it was unbelievable. But EC3, and I've said this many times before, and I don't know if I really said it on this show, I had a conversation with him back in like the end of 2000, probably 13, where we talked about spoilers. And he said that spoilers only tell you half the story. The real story is told in the way there. And I felt like this match was was a really good example. We knew what the ending was probably going to be. I would easily put my money on uh, Colin and Cheech walking out as champion. But the way that they did it was highly, highly entertaining. We'll get actually more into into that match later. But I'm I'm gonna say that was my hands down match of the night. And yeah, all the, I mean all the matches were good. I don't think there really was a a bad match on the card. There really wasn't. There never really is on an AIW show, yeah. in my opinion. Everything's fun. It has a little bit of everything on each show. Yeah. Um. Just going through like the whole tweet. Yeah. It seems every match was in the in in the right spots. Nothing seemed like filler. I mean, maybe the opening, just because I'm kind of confused on it. We had, which is going to get us in talking about the whole card if we need to, that we started off with Sean Schultz versus Bobby Beverly. I was informed the day of that on either the event page or something that they had announced or they had listed a tag team match with Sean Schultz and Mike Tolar. Mike Tolar versus Bobby Beverly and eric ryan no mike but that didn't happen yeah no mike tolar and obviously eric ryan was there so we instead got a one-on-one match i don't know what happened but it was weird because we never even got a graphic for it it just happened yeah we just well the the tag match was announced in one way with no graphic and then we get this one-on-one match so it, it left a lot of us kind of scratching our heads we would have got like hey here's this match that got announced but got changed so there was that that was a fun opener because we have to start off every AIW show with Mr. Curtain Jerker, Mr. Ooh. First Up, Caden's favorite wrestler, Sean Schultz. Mm. <laughs> I've stopped caring. <laughs> I've stopped. I think we can get a tag team of Two Infinity and Beyond and Sean Schultz. Put him in King of Trios right yeah. now. Yeah. Like if AIW brought back the uh, tri- their trios tournament, like that could be that could be a dangerous team. Really? Imagine. Oh, they they could introduce trios titles and they can win it. What? So we have two Infinity and Beyond even longer. I think I think you're buying this, aren't you? You you oh, want this? I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm not okay with this. Let's not do this. What's wrong with That's Sean? bad. What's wrong with Sean Schultz? He's just not. He does eye pokes. <laughs> Literally eye pokes in DDTs. Sean Schultz and Tracy Smothers, tag team champions, right or wrong. Okay, that I'm for. <laughs> That's a fun tag team. I will go for this. That'd be a great tag team. That really would. I'm not lying. Have, All for that. Have we had Tracy Smothers since... Last show was Gargano's last event last year. Was it Gargano's? No. <clears throat> His last was... Double there. Double there. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking, I'm like, I know it wasn't Gargano's, because Gargano's last show was in September, right? Yeah, he did a month later. And I must say, I vividly remember him coming out in Cub stuff after... Literally right after it happened. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, that that wasn't Gargano's show, because, you know, the playoffs didn't even happen yet. Oh, but we need we need Tracy's mothers. Maybe hell on earth. Maybe hell on earth. Miss that guy. <laughs> Gotta come out and cut that twenty five minute promo. Then do some dancing. I still don't understand why people don't like him. Like when people are like, oh, you know, fuck Tracy Smothers. You know, he cuts these promos. Yeah, they're they're funny. They're fantastic. <laughs> do you not like comedy? Comedy wrestling's needed. It is. Not all wrestling can be serious. If I can be serious for just a second. Yeah. So Bobby Beverly won via roll up on that one. Starting off the night with a roll up. Yeah. Roll up finishes. Next up, we had Faye Jackson versus Britt Baker. And I did put this down as a, as a note because um, I had a really bad experience with this. The referee was 
Tom Dunn. He was he was also refereeing a couple more matches, I th- uh, but we didn't make 100% note of that. I think one of them was, in fact, against well, one of the surprise matches, which we'll get to later. And he was also the... He was referee for another one. I don't remember which one it was. But if I'm correct, he did referee three matches. So Tom Dunn, we know we have for record Tom Dunn was here. He And he refed. So Tom Dunn is alive. Tom, he he's he is here. Because we didn't say that he was on, or um, when we did the review for Russell Rager two, we weren't sure if he was there. He said he was. Totally missed him. I'm like he's not on any of my pictures, and said he, the wrong. We said the wrong ref for who was the ref for Janella versus Glacier. Turns out it was Tom Dunn. We said I think we said it was Clemens or Potato. Obviously one of the two. But Faye Jackson versus Britt Baker. Now, do you think Faye Jackson's related to Nick and Matt Jackson? <laughs> distant cousins i put it out on twitter and she said nah lol <laughs> man and because of that joke i was trying to get a two shakes uh chant started for Faye because i thought <laughs> it would be somewhat appropriate didn't catch on no one got what it was so i think someone thought i was trying to make fun of her and my girlfriend seen the tweet and she was like what is two because i put a tweet on my personal one she's like what does two shakes mean uh, <laughs> i'm like it's i'm too much to explain. It's a wrestling thing going it's real complicated. I, I'm taking two wrestling things and put them together, so not everybody's going to get it. At least she wouldn't get it. <laughs> but this was a fun match. We had Britt Baker winning via the Rings of Saturn. And I still don't know if that has an official name, so I'm just still calling it the Rings of Saturn. <laughs> the Rings of Britsburg. Oh no, she's going to call it like, oh no. It's going to be like Pittsburgh related. How does that make you feel? Sad. Good. I, 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 I've said... I like her, but I don't want to buy any of her merch that says Britsburg or it's in the Because f- it's Pittsburgh themed. Yeah. She has none Pittsburgh themed shirts. Uh, I forget why I wouldn't buy the other one. Because <laughs> you don't like her. Lion. No, I, I, I like her. She actually, I'll call her out on this. She did unfollow Wrestling Cheers this week. Yeah, I pay attention to those things. Oh, I, was very, I see how it is. I was very upset. I see how it is. Still follow me on my personal account, so I can't complain too much about it. So Fair enough. I always think it's nice when wrestlers follow this account, so it helps us make us look legit. Saying we aren't legit. <laughs> Though, uh, Britt did wear this uh, freaking uh, Ohio State Buckeyes-themed outfit, but she's not an Ohio State Buckeyes fan. She's a Penn State fan. You know, the team, the team that beat us last year in the middle of the season. I don't keep up with sports. I wouldn't know. Like, no sports? Only wrestling. Wrestling is not a sport. Yes, it is. It's a big debate. I actually go with what I call the Mike Quackenbush train of thought. It's theater. It's uh, it's performance art. Fair enough. Yeah. But I always say you have to be able to call the wrestlers athletes. Yes. Because they are hands down athletes. And I've had conversations with a couple different mixed martial arts fighters. Mixed martial artists. That's <laughs> uh, I've had conversations, and even they say, like, you know, that's some grueling uh, routines and everything that they have to go through. It's one thing when you're a fighter, you have a particular set of workouts and training, but with wrestling, it's, like, much more grueling. And then they, Completely or, different, because you're yeah. doing it every weekend. And I've heard, like, oh, yeah, we respect, like, a lot of those guys. So that's always cool. And they have some UFC people coming over to wrestling and doing very good at it. Which, we, we could talk about this. There's no really way to fit it in, but actually, we could fit it in with this match. We have heard word this week. Nothing official, though. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out... It's been bouncing around the internet. Yeah, I've had someone, I think it was yesterday in our in our uh, group chat. That was me. Was it you? I thought it was what? Bibbs. I thought Bibbs shared it. That was me. Because my first reaction was, my only problem with the source that they were using was... They were using a tweet from Triple H from last week, and I'm like, this tweet's a week old. Why is this becoming news now? Is it just something that we all looked over? I think so. But I think for Shayna to be in the position she's in, which I don't know if we've said it just because we both know what we're talking about. We've mixed over it, but the news that Shayna Baszler is signed with WWE officially, but we've heard no official word just yet from WWE, AIW, her. I think it's one of those things... it's definitely going to happen, but I don't know how official it is yet. I think the women's champion signed while still being champ. What are we going to do? Which you have mentioned, we've got a we got a streak going on of AEW women champions who get signed to WWE. The last three. If Shayna is official, this will make three. Come on, Veda, get signed. I mean, if you want, we can send Veda was on ROH, which anything is on TV. Re- repeat that. You like cut oh, out for a couple of seconds. Yeah. We could go back to Allison K because she's with Global Force. That's on TV. Yeah. Veda was with ROH. 
that was on TV. Then Athena, now she's with WWE, Heidi, WWE, and if Shayna's official, that would make five that are just signed or have signed with major companies. God, even before AK, that's fucking knuckles. Yeah, this really goes back far. That's who was champion when I first started AEW. Was was that the champ before AK? Mm-hmm. She... Trying to remember, I thought she she for oh she had a baby. I thought, and that's yeah, what, that, that's that what was... caused her to go on a like over uh, oh, a year plus leave of wrestling. So that's when she we had. What wrong with her being signed to a TV deal though with TNA? Yeah, she was prior, way prior to that. Moose Knuckles. Um, yeah, that uh, Mickey Knuckles versus Mia Yim was my very first live independent women's wrestling match. My second was Beta Scott versus uh, Sassy Steffi. Interesting. Pretty soon they'll both be living in Canada. And KN, we move on. <laughs> uh, next up, we had Frankie Flynn versus PB Smooth. And before this match started, we did have Frankie Flynn come out with Colby Red and Derek Director. But before the match got officially started, Matt Wadsworth comes out and bans both Derek and Colby from ringside. Makes it fair. It's one-on-one, sort of. And uh, as a fan, I had fun during this match because I was pretty much going up against a famed AIW fan, Kenny Wayne, who was completely anti-Frankie. So I figured Frankie was going to win. I didn't know how. I figured somebody had to be coming out. Somebody could possibly be joining the the production. Wasn't sure who. So I just had fun with it. And anything that he yelled at Frankie, I found something to say back to him. I think my favorite one was like, um, like PB, like had like did something to him, and I was just like, "That's right, Frank, you got him where you want him." And just doing these obnoxious um, chants back at him. And then at one point, I put I, I put on my rally cap, you know, turn my hat inside out, rooting for Frankie. And uh, what I, I thought this was a fun match, but at the end, you had referee get knocked out, who was Potato. Then Derek and Colby came out to attack PB. PB knocked them both out. Then out from the crowd comes a new guy. And I'll, uh, I'll let you explain from here. Magnum CK. Not exactly a new guy. He wrestled for a good amount of time before his return within, like, the last year. Uh, he works Remix. He's worked PCW once or twice. He's well-known around the Cleveland and just Ohio in general area. IWC, too, I think? Yes, 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 yes. IWC a couple times. Forgot about that. Because I actually had uh, Bill Taylor come up to me at intermission. He was like, you know, who was that guy? And I explained a little bit about him, and I'm like, oh, he's he was was tag team partners with jock samson that's another thing i could have thrown in there and i was like yeah i'm like i think he does iwc remix and all this stuff and he's like oh okay okay he's like i thought he looked familiar but i wasn't 100 percent sure i'm like yeah that's pretty much what i know him from so now he's here in aw now he's a part of the production which i don't know what he's gonna be everybody has a character everybody has well, i don't say character i want to say everyone has a part in the production better way of putting it exactly i don't know what the part will be for magnum ck Unless he's supposed to be the, no, he's not. He wouldn't say he's a star. Ooh, you know what? It'd be great if we had Marion Fontaine join, and he just came back as the megastar. Interesting. I could go on him for days for days because I've been watching old Prime shit and seeing old heel Fontaine again. Oh, I miss that part. I love what he does now. I will never knock it, but there was. I always it's have a fantastic. I, I have a sweet spot in my heart for some of those promos because he he would get to just those little details. But anyway, I feel like I, I've mentioned that before. I'm trying not to repeat stuff because I've been told, dude, you repeat too much shit. So working on it, very much working on it. Yeah, you get better at that. I don't know who said it, but yeah, you get better at that. <laughs> um, we continue with the production. So, you know, this started at Absolution. So I don't know where PB is going to come in all this, whether, you know, he grabs a weird world and somebody else. Very, very interesting. Or maybe we see PB versus... CK. That's a possibility. We have plenty of time between now and Hell on Earth to get the answers. Maybe we will get some answers at Hell on Earth. Love, love, love the production. Love to get them all on here for interviews. Think Frankie Flynn, who says he does listen to the show. Frankie. Frankie. I want to get a nice one-on-one with Frankie Flynn because he's the only wrestler in, I wouldn't say not just AIW, but most local promotions. He's one of two that I knew prior to them being wrestlers. And the other one wrestles at uh, 
RAPW. That's pretty much the only thing he does. But other than that, you know, Frankie. We have mutual friends who became wrestlers, but I don't think either of them wrestle anymore. But it'd be kind of fun to sit down and have a nice conversation with him. He's a he's a fantastic guy, and I'm actually no pun intended in that. What to say? Was that a pun? Not a pun. He's a he's a fantastic guy. I do love him. And it's great to see like him come up the the way he has, and he was the one guy that everyone was like, oh, that's you know Frankie Flynn. I'm like, no, that's name redacted i won't say his name but i'm like no that's can't this guy. say real names yeah. on this show but i was like oh that's this guy like i've known him way prior to this and i mean that's cool that he's gonna like i'll never forget uh walking into turner's hall and him you know giving out wristbands or whatnot and i just pat him on the back and i go fantastic <laughs> because at this point he hasn't really taken off his shirt to many people many fans so just throwing that out was kind of fun you knew about the old tattoo deal oh yeah speaking of students we have this match uh-oh. We have the 10-man tag match, which was originally announced as Joshua Bishop, Trey Lamar, Garrison King, AJ Gray, and Chase Oliver versus DJZ, Ringo Loco, Ethan Page, Laredo Kid, and M-Dog Matt Cross. Well, Chase Oliver... Still dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, still in his condition. You know, probably staying out of the ring for a little while, which is fine. And then we have... We'll see him back in the ring soon, hopefully. Then we have... M-Dog Matt Cross, which far as I've been told, I don't know if it was announced anywhere, but uh, Adult Chicken Pox. Fun! A guy who's been around the world and gotta be... Literally been everywhere. He's gotta be late 30s, early 40s, gets hit with Chicken Pox. I'm gonna guess an age. He's gotta be early 40s. Should I do the math in my head? Yeah. If he was wrestling at the time he was, he's gotta be like late, late 30s. Early, early, early 40s. I mean, I could check. Well, should have did that while I was stalling. <laughs> But actually, no, you can use, we can use that. You can use that time to look that up while we talk about the replacements. Well, first out was uh, no consequences, and they had four people. So who was the fifth person? Uh, not necessarily a no consequences member, but filling in those spots in or filling that spot, we have Malcolm Monroe the third, and then we had you know the, the veterans come out, and of course they said that they had four people too, and they had a backup plan, none other than. Cleveland's own EC3. The pop he got was ridiculous. The sad thing is we were there early and we knew he was there. I, mean, yeah. I don't think we got there terribly early, but we knew he was in town for uh, the Indians game. Uh, it was still cool seeing him wrestle again. Oh, he's still seeing good. Still lo- love seeing him. Brought out the the Impact Grand Championship with him. I think he took some pictures with it too. But this, like Hayden said, that was one of his favorite matches. Um, bonkers. I don't. Uh, I there's not much I <laughs> can say about it. But uh, the finish and this is what happened. Page Swanton with Ethan Page did a Swanton, which we we should also mention. He was wearing tassels on his boots because a particular booking in Canada got canceled with not two days notice. Not any more attention. Yeah, that's why we're not going to mention the, the, the name. Heck, well, I don't remember it off the top of my head. But it's the fact of they booked Ethan Page versus the Young Bucks, which I am sad because I want Teaming wanted, Bucks. Yeah, teaming with the Young Bucks. I wanted to see Ethan Page, Too Sweet, the Young Bucks. And according to Mr. Page, they were going to write him into being in the Elite for an episode of the whole, well, you can't find Hangman Page, but, you know, I'm Ethan Page, something along those lines. We found another page. Yeah. So because of this fucking promotions bullshit, which I haven't even heard the full story. I think the most thing I heard was it's shitty. But because of that, we didn't get those great moments. And maybe to see Ethan Page too sweet the Young Bucks or uh, Cody on being the elite. So we have video proof of it on YouTube. That would be amazing. And, and that's where Ethan just gives up. Once he two sweets any member of the Bullet Club or the Elite, whatever you refer to him as. I two sweeted the Young Bucks. I can retire now. It's just funny because he won't do it. If you try to get him to two sweet, he says. Oh, he, he says will me. not. He will not. I, I can't tried this. I came close. It was when I went to a show in Indiana that he was at the wrestling for warriors. Yeah. Um, he walked past me and I threw up the two sweet and he actually like started to do it. And then like, he realized what he's doing. He's like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and, then, and then later on, he high fived it. When I tried to do it again, he did like a board. He's like, high five. <laughs> this will happen. We're making this happen. But back to this match, and even one of the craziest things about it, like, it, this started out just a fucking brawl, if I'm correct. Like, yeah, it pretty ev- much did. Everyone was just everywhere. Yeah, everybody everywhere. And oh yeah, uh, a note to Joshua Bishop. When you come out and you slap people's hands, 
don't give me the John McEnroe and try to knock my hand into the, the fucking wall. Oh my God. Yes. Ow. Like me and uh, Kevin, a fellow AIW fan, we looked at each other after he came by and slapped both of our hands really hard. We were like, ow. <laughs> Ouch. It, it hurt. Calm down. He gets um, really excited. Yeah, calm down, Bishop. Calm down. Uh, but yeah, it just started off on this in this in this brawl. Maybe good, maybe ten minutes or so, and then they they all go to the corners, and it starts a regular match. What the fuck? And it just still was ridiculous. Which, by the way, I might have said this: the show was already available. The raw edit of it. I think you said that before we started recording. So yes, the raw edit of the show is available for uh, download at smartmarketvideo.com. I'm looking forward to buying the actual thing much like the end of the show which we will talk about shortly this led us into spoilers yeah this led us into intermission which we'll throw in a little little intermission here on the show where you can check out our friends the podcast that we are friends with we have macho men radio chris clem's Cavs cast wing cast a wingman podcast with steve guy let the hate flow through you with jeremy shear Pod Van Dam, The Road Home from Wrestling, Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Also check out the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs, and everyone's favorite thrift store jobber. It's thrift store jobber. Check out his Twitter, Instagram, and Etsy store. And I think it's if you use promo code worldwide, you can save 10% on your order. I love checking out his his page my only problem is i swear to god like the really good shirts by the time you see it on instagram like it's 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 sold sold. like you just posted this three hours ago yeah someone bought it god damn how does that work i think my biggest problem is because i'm a i'm a bigger guy i want a 2x or 3x literally every time i see a 2x or 3x it's gone already or it's rare it's just it's just very rare normally it's about a thing medium extra medium to extra large is your sweet spot of clothes you find on there but every once in a while like a 2x goes quick but back into the second half of the show and much like the first half starting off with an unannounced match out came uh max or make sure i get the right uh, yeah i almost called him malcolm maxwell jacob friedman mjf and he issued an open challenge a it was great seeing mjf back in AIW, and I seen him right before he came out, and I, I walked over you, and I'm like, MJF's about to come out, and you're like, what? You said MJK. That's why I was confused. M- did I say MJK? You did. Like, twice. I was real confused. My bad. Get the names right. Come on. Initials. Initials screw me up every time. That's why when I was on This Is Awesome Wrestling Show, I accidentally called Dr. Dan, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, or DCR, I called him DRC. And I did it a couple times. And then I, after I said it a couple times, I was like, oh, no, no, DCR. And Dr. Dad wasn't booked on this show, unfortunately. But there was a sign for him. There was. That tops any sign I've made. <laughs> well, because it was like a, a blown up photo. It was on a giant piece of like foam board. Which you can catch on Thrift Store Jobber's Instagram page. But like we said, MJF had a open challenge and it was answered by... None other than Matt Justice. He did not jump off the stage this time. He did not. This is the first show since April. Someone has not jumped off the A for AIW. Did we have any injuries at this show? Thankfully, no. We did it. We did it. We made it through a show without getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, Yay. Uh, that we know of. Unless there's something like happened later, but I think eh, nothing I know of. Don scored the stiffest in his arm from the death match. That counts. Still injured. That's fucking nuts. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get into that later. My bad. Um, nothing much here. Uh, Matt Justice wins via the jackhammer. Fun little match. So MJF 0-2 in AEW. Seems ma- to be intense, champ. The match I really do want to see is MJF versus Mance Warner. Two, two guys that debuted at the same AEW show, and I feel like are just opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and think about the promos. Not oh. even like the match, just the promo battle oh beforehand would be amazing. Oh my god, have MJF have another open challenge and outcome Mance Warner. Ooh. Oh my god. This needs to happen. I mean, it's it's bad enough that we did have the poll of you know who was who had the who had the better debut, and a lot of people said Mance Warner, and Mance did throw out like there's only one way to solve this: Mance versus MJF. So hey, this he is, wants it. Let's make this happen. Gives you reason number two. I'd love love to see that match. I'd love to see just Mance Warner back in AW again. Um, what he was at three shows in a row, but only wrestled on one. Probably would have been the last show, but he had prior commitments. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. 
they didn't even give him the date because they knew he was he was going to be in the TPI. And a uh, shout out to Aaron Williams for winning the TPI. Guy's been on a roll lately. Good for him. He's earned that. Yeah, been on a roll lately. Uh, after that lovely match, we had the AIW Tag Team Title match to Infinity and Beyond, Colin Delaney and Cheech. Not Cloudy. Not Cloudy. Will Cheech ever change his Twitter handle? I feel like it's really out of date. New Wave Cheech. What does that mean? It, it was part of one of his characters years ago, I believe. That's what I'm saying. Like, not to be too critical, but... He kind of stuck with it. Yeah. I mean, I think the same could be said about Colin, but I like that he's brought back the extremely cute thing every so once in a while. Yeah, he still brings that back. Obviously, to Infinity and Beyond versus Colt Cabana and Gledo. Uh Fun. Such, such a fun match. Uh, probably the highlight. I mean, just, you get the normal comedy you get between, you know, guys like Colt and Grado. And obviously, like I said before, you, Colin and Cheech have those comedy chops, maybe not as strong, but they are just, they don't, you don't just don't see it as often. And it came out. In They're good as, at it when they do it. Yeah, yeah, they, they are good at it when they do it. Came out at in this match, but probably the best, the funniest spot of the night was Grado's Canadian destroyer yes he, he did a canadian destroyer and the look on his face when he did it he was so excited and in the middle of his celebration um what was it colin pinned yeah oh, yeah colin pinned colt <sighs> so like i said before the finish that we figured was going to happen happened but it was told just with that whole spot of you know grado hits the canadian destroyer and you're like because actually colt hit one before that did he or did he? I can't remember. Or, no, he or he attempt. He was attempting, and then um, Colin was attempting one. Colin was the, who's on but first. But just caught him and held him there. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in a like a mid flip, and I was just like, "Well, <laughs> you do it." And Grado tried, and he oh he did. He hit it perfectly. Great. Buff Bagwell would have been proud. We need that match now. Battle the Canadian Destroyers. I mean, if we had uh, Ed on here, not Pod Van Dam, Ed, but Ed Battis. Yeah, he. I know he probably hated that. Forgot to ask him about it. But I know he's not a big fan of people using Canadian Destroyer. But uh, for this match, I liked how it was used. Yeah, it made sense here. It was not only him doing it, it was a celebration. He hit it, got up, started freaking out because he did it. It was perfect. Uh, up next, we had... Which actually, um, it was a via roll-up that Colin Pincolt. Next up, Sanjay Dutt versus Joey Janela for the AIW Intense Championship. Janela wrestling with a broken finger still. Yeah, wrestling with a broken finger. I think I made a joke about, like, he can't, like, give you the double finger. <sighs> Shame. Well, it's true. Would you rather have him almost cut his thumb off again? Oh, God. This guy's gonna wind up with, like, no fingers. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I really don't think he cares. But Joey Janela, you know, he retained via the double stomp. Who who will be the one to beat freaking Joey Janela? Like, now, I really don't know. And I'm, not, and I'm, like, I'm not saying that someone needs to beat him, but it's just it's something that I always think of when someone becomes champion. You try to figure out. Yeah, like who's going to be that person? And it's hard to tell right now. I think this was a conversation we had prior to the event of like people who could be intense champions. And I think some of them would be like, well, they'd be intense champions soon. So they're probably being Joey. It's a matter of trying to figure it out. Who could it be? Because there's really no like, oh, this guy's been getting like, he's been on a winning streak or it's kind of weird. Weird world. Weird body wins the belt. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I would do it just for the promos. <laughs> Dream match. Book it. Oh, okay. Here's one. And actually can lead us into the next match. Filthy Tom Lawler. I feel like he'll have some sort of belt in AIW next year, be it intense, tag, absolute. The guy's gonna have a title. He's been on too much of a roll not to be champion. If he were to win the absolute championship, I'm gonna fucking be rolling on the floor laughing. Literally. Literally. Because of some other people? Yes. Because of some other people. That would be the biggest fuck you to him. All right, now we have to have this happen. Make this happen, please. There's all there's different routes that we could go, but what if Lawler's the one to be danced? There's a huge just, like, no one's expecting it. I might have Lawler as my gauntlet or uh, Jaylet winner next year. One year later, after Lawler debuts, he wins Jaylet, continues his streak of cashing in the Jaylet trophy at Abso. Loses. No, I hope he doesn't. Um, oh, God. Law I mean, like, Lawler's got to be champion. And I, I, We can get into the next match of 
Dominic Greeny versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, quick to the finish, Styles Clash variation by Filthy Tom I Lawler. I still don't know what to call that. Yeah. So this match, it's fucking brutal. And I, I, I feel like we're not done. Lawler won, but I feel like there's going to be a rematch. I feel like Dom's not done. Maybe Hell on Earth. Maybe not Hell on Earth. Maybe we'll get an interaction between the two in Hell on Earth. Some sort of like four-way match or something where they're still involved. I feel the plan planning of this feud, planning of the seeds of this feud, you know, started at Jaylet and in a four-way match yeah. with Hot Sauce, Tor, Dom, Lawler. So I I still think we're gonna see you know more between these two. I just have no like I said I have no idea what, but all signs in my book point to something big. I mean, I, I said on the last episode that I think we could see Tom and Dom as a tag team. I think I made that comment a couple of times on Friday. Just put them as a tag team. Let them just legitimately kill everyone in the tag division. But the way that Lawler rubbed into Dom's face that he won, like, took one of Dom's medals and just fucking dropped it on him. Like, something about him being second place, silver, just dropping it on him. There's There's some more fuel for that fire. There's going to be a match, too. Don't know what, but I do think they would be a fantastic fucking tag team. Fan fucking tastic. After they've realized they're, they beat the crap out of each other enough, all right, we're going to be a tag team now. Which I, I mean, granted, I feel like we've seen it a lot in WWE recently. I don't think we've seen it much in AIW. Not really. Not at least not lately. I can't even think of any like in the last few years of it happening. We've had some like makeshift tag teams, you know, with like two, especially two. It's crazy. Two Infinity and Beyond. Just two guys that started wrestling together, started this gimmick. Because they needed someone for the tag division, and now they're, what, four-time tag champs? Something like that. Like, I did, I forget what I was doing. I was going through championship archives for AIW of who was past champs. I think I was looking at who was the past champion, tag champion, intense champion in the 10-man tag match. Just to see how much was really on that one side. Because I couldn't remember if M-Dog won the absolute title, which I was actually surprised he didn't. But to go through some of those names and some of those title reigns, and then getting to the tag titles and to Infinity Beyond, I'm like, oh, fuck. This has been going on a long time. And we had a, a year-plus feud with uh, Hot Sauce Entertainment. You know, rest in peace. We pe- don't talk about that. Rest in peace to the great team that was. Uh, rest in Canada, I mean. Uh, Tyson Dukes. But... They're still together. Fucking nuts. How many years later? Three? Yeah, three years later. They're still together. Maybe close to four, but kind of be three-ish. Yeah, it's three. Let's get into the main event. Lewis Linden versus Tracy Williams versus Tim Donce for the AIW Absolute Championship. Another one of those matches that it deserved to be main event. You had Linden and Williams fighting to become champion. And the the finish really quick was Tim Donce retained via choke breaker and if i'm correct he pinned linden yes could be wrong but i was watching the end of absolution recently no i believe you're correct but i was watching the end of absolution and so many times during that main event and this main event williams had it won and then Don's did something i feel like tracy williams has a legitimate gripe of why he's not champion and deserves to still be in the title picture because of it keeps getting screwed out of the title and then you have the other man in this conversation. You have Don- hashtag LOL Dance wins. And then... Screwing us out of a deathmatch tournament. We have to have a conversation <laughs> with you, Dance. Um, then the music hits. Out comes... Nick. Not Tim Dance music. Not Tim Dance music. Nick fucking Gage. Does Nick. not come from the ramp this time. Nope. Comes from the corner position, which I wish we as fans... It's not necessarily us. But when we have not many matches, I felt like went out to the crowd. We nobody ever keeps that the corner aisleways. You find people that try to find a place to sit, and they're like, "Oh, well, there's one here in the end. I'm just gonna put another chair beside it." And, oh, look, like we can sit together. So many times and, when oh, they do that. when they need someone to come in from the corner guard railing, and they always choose that same spot because it's where the elevator is from for backstage downstairs whatever you want to call it they go to that so when they jump it like they got to move all these people out of the way and that's what you hear first and it really takes it like no one can really have that opportunity to just jump the guardrail it's been done like successful very few times not getting to any specifics of it but the only time it was done with not much issue 
was when the wrestler told me beforehand, hey, during this match, keep the aisle clear. Hint, hint. Won't say who, won't say what match, but it was one of those things, hey, I'm coming, I'm going to be coming through. I want to make it clean as fuck. But Nick Gage comes out and we get an absolution repeat. Nick Gage obliterating Tim Donst. And if you go to Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers, I did post a video, a little bit of what Nick Gage said. And it's something that I didn't realize till later. He says, like, in November, he's taken over AIW and all this stuff. Hmm. Almost. So at Hell on Earth, does that mean Nick Gage will be there in a match? And does that mean will we see Nick Gage versus Tim Donsk? Actually, Donsk had this tweet. He said, last night at AI Wrestling, I drove six plus hours and one with stitches still in my arm from Danny Havoc. Two months to prepare for Nick Gage? No problem. And I wrote from Wrestling Cheers, does this mean Tim Dons versus uh, Nick Gage at Hell on Earth 13 is confirmed? That sounds like it. So going Not by the, official, but yes. I mean, going by the promo, going by those tweets, I mean, it's not it's not match graphic official yet, if that is a thing, but I think it's kind of the way we look at it. It's like once it's announced and we see a graphic for it. Okay, We need a graphic to confirm it. Yeah, that's when we know, like, okay, the match is happening. Or someone says, hey, I want this match, and Wathers comes out and says, okay, it's happening. Okay, other than those two, like, even if someone comes out, like, you know, Dom came out and said how he wanted Filthy Tom Lawler. Okay, we figured, okay, this match is going to happen. A, win, and, you know, how long is that going to be? Is it going to be the next show? Would it be Hell on Earth? But now... I think he said in September, if you're going to rewatch that. He he said in September. We didn't have uh, confirmation, though, and that was the thing. I mean, we figured, probably going to happen, so... Just saying. I'm saying I want him here, like... So we have no matches announced for this show, officially, for Hell on Earth 13, but we do have... Uh, a wrestler on the flyer which please explain to me who the fuck this guy is i'm trying to open my damn phone jody fleish i'd say most wrestling fans are gonna know him well if you're if you followed czw you're gonna know him for being in best of the best too his match with johnny storm okay i don't watch czw so explain it to me i will have to see if i can find clips of this guy but it's just a ridiculously good high flyer from like the early 2000s who's sort of fallen off the map a little bit in the last bit for his u.s booking in like 14 years or something so hell on earth 13 featuring the phoenix jody fleish did i get that right you did okay good job Black Friday, November 24th, 2017, 730 bell time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Tickets are available, AIWrestling.com. I don't know if they're available on regular purchase yet, but I know mailing list, they are available. Have you bought yours yet? Not yet. Neither have I. Just Well, I still have front row? Yes. <laughs> we probably still have front row, yes. Uh, well, it's one of those things, It's lot, we're in the same pool as a lot of fans. It's two months of the show. We're not breaking our necks to buy tickets just yet but this is the the black friday show this show is always stacked if you were ticket prices are bumped a little bit because it's one of the big four but yeah um every hell on earth is pretty fucking like i said stacked one of my favorite shows of the year this was the show that steam debuted at yeah uh hell on earth nine that sounds about right I remember, I remember him being announced, and he was one of those wrestlers. I didn't really watch Ring of Honor at the time. I'm actually behind on it right now, but I know who most of the wrestlers are. But at that time, I I heard of some, and he was one of those I'd I'd heard of, and I'd always heard great things about, and everybody loved him. And I'm like, all right, what's the fuss about this Kevin Steen? Nothing. Against, it was nothing against him. It was just like, all right, I want to see why everybody loves him so much. And literally, I walked in there, you know, got there like we normally do, and I kind of darted for his table. And him and I got into a conversation really easily. He's very nice. Very, very nice. I think we started talking about facial hair because I think he complimented my beard. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, it, it sucks because it's not connected in these one parts. And he's like, yeah, it's not really connected much on mine. And he showed me like it's just because it's longer in certain parts. It looks like it's connected. Um, and we just had a had a fun conversation from there. And I was actually sad that I m- missed his last booking in AIW. Oh, you did? One of two shows i've ever missed i mean like steam's indie like for aiw that was like what one of three or four times he was there i was there the first two and i think i thought i missed because there was the one that he missed because uh his daughter being born which is perfectly understandable and then yeah, I, that's fair. I, I missed his final and i still never sat down and bought that absolution i need to 
I think it's one of the few absolutions I've been to that I don't own. I have every absolution. Okay, wait a minute. I just contradicted myself because I'd never been to that one, so it makes sense. But I should say, since I started going, it's one of the absolutions that I haven't bought yet. So I need to, I probably need, I need to buy that and I need to buy 11, I believe. Because I still say the main event for Absolution 10, one of my favorites. Look at all the talent in there. Look at all the talent, all the crazy fun spots that they did from the beginning. When you do a balcony dive, but... (laughs) From the... Inter- the introductions all the way to the post-match stuff with EC3 and the Young Bucks and Pedro. Like, so much fun. That was a f- an it awesome really was. It was such an awesome end of that night. Supposed to be Pedro's last show. <laughs> Quote-unquote. Supposed to be. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Nick Cage being back. Now, second time in a row. And actually, like, I only caught half of his speech or half of what he said on video. Because then you you'll see what's on the Instagram, and then I stop recording. Music starts, his music starts playing, and then shortly after he says cut it, and he says more. He picks up the mic again and starts talking more. And I totally, I was just such in the like mode of like being pumped, and uh, he said I didn't get to record that. And then even afterwards, like he, came, I wish your, uh, Grandpa would have gotten a picture of this. Like when he comes out, he 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 like came straight for me, and he's like fucking pumped, or something like that. And I'm just like fuck yeah, like it was such an awesome moment. Just seeing him in AIW again after like two years is really cool. Oh yeah, and you know I I kind of figured he was gonna be there. Kind of, I can't say I kind of figured. I thought that he was gonna be there, but I wasn't sure because he had there was the the Nick Gage Invitational two the next day, and he'd have to he'd have to go around and go back the same. No, way. no, 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 that was Sunday. Was that Sunday? I thought it was Saturday. Sunday. Okay. Well, then then he had time to travel because I figured it would you know he'd have to you know head that right back overnight. But I mean, you have a lot of people that come from that area anyway, and I don't know what the car situation looks like if it's you know two different cars or what. Gage just drives himself. God, does Gage even drive? Gage just teleports. <laughs> so it's I don't drive. So it's it's fun seeing him back in AIW. We're seeing this feud with Tim Donson. I'll openly say this. I'm one of the biggest critics of Tim Donst. I know this. This has been something for years. Yes, it has. What is supposed to be his heel work, and I say supposed to be just because there's people who still cheer him, still love him, but what he's doing is that I find it very entertaining. Like, there was a there was a, a tweet on Twitter that I liked, and uh, I'm trying to pull it up on my, because I think it was on my personal account. Um, stalling for time. Stalling for time. Blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, you should go buy A.I.W. Cool's Ice, available now on uh, smartmarkvideo.vod, I think. Something like that. Go check Smartmark's Twitter. I'm not good at these blogs. Um, going, back, going back <laughs> to the conversation, it, uh... There was I get, there was Tim Dons Day, which I guess was August twenty second, and I posted a picture. This is how I celebrate at T Dons Day, and it was uh, from my my car. It said Metallica, from whom the bell tolls, from Ride the Lightning. I was listening to the album, and he responded back, "Nick Gage is a pussy. I'm not scared of him. Just tell him, just don't tell him I said that, please." <laughs> Fantastic. And then he did he did kind of that same work. Now this was another one of those matches that I had a battle with Kenny Wang. There's other matches throughout there, but I mean, the the Frankie Flynn match was one. That's when I had the most fun because I got to root for the bad guy and say all, all these ridiculous things. Like, watch him get beat up and then go, yeah, you got him where you want him. <laughs> you almost got him. You got him where you want him, Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then do the rally cap thing. But later on with this match, it was, you know, Dance is technically supposed to be the bad guy. And that's who Kenny was rooting for. And he loves chanting Tim fucking Don or yelling Tim fucking Don's. And I've gotten to the point where I'm just going to yell the top of my lungs sucks. No matter like how. Like you used to all the time. Like, like I used to, but I'm fucking amping it up so, so much oh, for no. Kenny. Oh, no. And... I mean, there's still the the Tim Donst section and the people that's that, never going to change, and the people that love Donst, and they were all chanting, you know, Tim fucking Donst, and then you had me and whatever portion of the audience that says sucks. Well, you had his reaction, Tim Donst's reaction to it that I loved, and it was, you know, hel- like helping the or like in- encouraging those chanting Tim fucking Donst, like yeah, 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 and then I would yell sucks, and he kind of like he even like, no, 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 that's bad, don't do that. Like, and he was he kept doing it, going back and forth, back and forth to that. That I loved, and it's little things like that. That's that wins me over. As as a little details. As a face, I really don't like Donst. 
of what I've seen. He's better as a heel. Yeah, he's. I mean, a lot of people are like that. They're much better as a heel. But I feel like with Face Donst, it's maybe it was just too repetitive. It was the it was the same shit over and over and over again. And then we had the whole cancer thing, which I mean, that's when you you put real life into it. And he comes back. That's still real life stuff. It was a good story, and I liked him and Gage in that that feud. And Gage got to just be this complete asshole when Don's was going through all this. Gage ends up going back to jail. And Don still, he keeps it up for a while, but I feel like a lot of fans started to feel like I felt where it's like, all right, we're starting to get into big match. Donst, Mo, or like Tim Donst is like the John Cena. Don Cena. Yeah, of AIW to where oh, he's always going to win. He's just this good guy, blah, blah, blah. But then he, he turns that absolution against J-Pro. And that helped encourage it more, which I, I, I kind of do love the fact that a lot of people actually were turning on him leading up to absolution last year. And then he turned, and I felt like that was the comfort zone that he needed to be in. And now he, he has a little bit more freedom. I mean, the grant there, there's the, the people that love him, and that will chant him and cheer for him like he's... Yay, Don. Then yeah. there's other people that's... No. Boo. I... If they're going to, like, if they're going to throw streamers at Donst, I might buy some toilet paper. <laughs> that is kind of reserved for Dr. Dan in AIW, but, but I feel like, <laughs> why you got to be so mean? Not being mean. Did you not listen to the Derek interview? What? Blame AJ Gray. He started it. <laughs> uh, I won't do a death match. Took a light tube and won't do a death match. Get PB Smooth to do a death match. Dare you. <laughs> he has a very strong stance on, nope. <laughs> I have no reason to bug him. Because he might kill you. Okay, Greg got hit with a white tube. I have a reason to bug him about it. Um, but, Hope he wasn't in this episode and gets real mad at me. He's probably going to. But uh, Dance with this this heel shit. I love it. Mm-hmm. And how well he sells everything with Cage. Like that. If you hear someone in the crowd yell something about it, he immediately turns and has a response for it. Yeah. And that, like that, that, not that was, even thinking. It's boom. That was immediate bef- response. That was uh, that happened at Absolution. And I think maybe a little bit before, because every time he go Nick or who's the who's the fucking man, I yelled Nick fucking Gage. Like our section would do that because mm-hmm. we've been there for how many years now, keeping up with these storylines. Mm-hmm. To, to see that that storyline come back after two years, like I've said before, the the complete still twist, just as cool as it was then. I think it's cooler. I think if I were to rate some of my favorite storylines in wrestling, I don't know if this would contend. I'm just say independent wrestling, especially local wrestling. This would contend for the top spot, but I think it would probably fall short. And that's only because it was um, the whole Fontaine versus Labar feud in Prime Wrestling. I, that's understandable. That and, was fun. And that spilled over a couple of years. They found great ways to twist it. And I feel th- what where this holds up right now with me is it was that fun, heartwarming story of Don's coming back from cancer and wrestling again. Like, there's two moments in wrestling when it comes to the streamers that it was the right time and everybody did it and it looked amazing. One was... The danced one was probably my favorite. It's him and Gargano. Gargano's final match. Perfect. Those two moments were perfect for streamers. Everybody did it. Everybody threw them and it looked awesome. So we we had that with Gage and Donst. Then what sucks... But maybe we're, we're finding we're we're making uh chicken salad from chicken shit, and that you know Gage went away for for a while more, ended up being gone for two years in AIW. We threw out a great match. It was supposed to be Nick Gage versus Bob Holly. Granted, we turned it into Tim Don's versus Bob Holly, and this storyline just kind of like pushed to the side. But you know, fans like me, you, you, and some of the other ones, it was like, never really gone. It was it never was really gone there because. AIW versus the world was right around the time uh, Gage got out of jail. And didn't come back to wrestling immediately. Didn't come back to wrestling. No, no, no. But it was something we all we figured like, okay, like this, that's step one. He's out of jail. Step two, he steps now in the wait. ring. He steps in the ring somewhere else, and he did. And then that after that, it was like, okay, when can he come here? That's all we wanted. I didn't think it was going to be till like October. Yeah, that's yeah. why the Abso return was so cool. And. We flipped our shit. I really flipped my shit. I missed the hard cam being on the side where we sit. Yeah. I legitimately debated sitting on another side just so the hard cam can get our reactions. I have too, but I, I kind of like where we're at too. Well, I thought I thought of either being opposite of hard cam or on the same side as hard cam. Because if you're on the same side as hard cam, the, the referees don't get in your way. This is true. Because they, they used to say all the time at Turner's Hall when people would bitch. Like, hey, Clemens, you're in my way. He'd be like, well, you know, I, I can't be in front of hard cam side, so you have to deal with it. And now we're in that same spot. And I'm like, well, we could just move over. But I feel at the same time, we've sat in these seats 
pretty much all but the first show because of the first show that's when everybody's trying to find their spot and that was also the, the last show that it was the last mount carmel show that was first come first serve after that and is when it didn't help that one guy had like the entire front row reserve yeah but that's gone away they they haven't done that since thankfully yeah so we we've been really faithful to those seats i don't think i'm ever gonna move yeah, i don't think we ever either legitimately ever I want to get close. I want the hard cam back where it originally was. It looks cooler over there. I want to get closer to the center, but that's never possible. Nope. I sit there. Yeah. If you if you go back to pictures from Turner's Hall, I was always center. I've replaced you. Well, it doesn't help that like you sit in the center, then everybody wants to sit around you. You're just kind of stuck. Like if I had to tell Michael Bibbs, Russell, Donald, I just take Donald's seat. No, if, I, if I told any of them like move, he would. Just take Tunnel's seat. He uses it for two matches and walks around the rest of the time. If he even has front row. No. Because he slipped on that a couple times recently. A few people that don't have front row in our group, but I can talk about that. <laughs> uh, but that was AIW's Cool As Ice. What would you rate the show? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10? Are we doing the Meltzer 1 to 6.5? I don't know. What did we do last time? I, I, I like going with the grade system you know the the letter grade system i should say that's fair like i don't think we did it like that before but this is this is something i do want to get into when we review shows is throw out uh, a letter grade i think i know we had absolution that's like a's because it was just amazing i don't know this show was kind of odd it was a good show but it was like it almost felt like the little the last like little bit was sort of like lab so like repeat in a way i'm not saying it was bad but it wasn't like abso level of awesome yeah I'll probably give it a B. Still good. I was thinking either a B or B minus. Like, it's it's above average. Yeah, it's not like the show was bad. It just wasn't, like, 10 out of 10 perfect show. Like, Abso would have been. I feel like the ending really saved it. And uh, the production, the ad- adding a new member. Anything that... Okay, we're going into a two-month hiatus. Nine weeks, I think it just is. Just to keep people interested. Yeah, just like, just okay. When we're back. Yeah, he, these will be the questions that will be hanging over AIW for nine weeks. And Gage and Donst, that's one. Adding in Tracy Williams as a nice point five there of he should definitely have some sort of gripe that he should be in the title picture. Um, He's this new guy that joined the production. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't listen to the show, that'll be a question. Uh, MJF seeing where he's, he's going to come in. Because, I mean, if you're having... I'm glad he's kind of like a regular now. That makes me happy. I'm under the impression that he's going to be around a lot. Actually, if you... you that's want... good, because he really doesn't get booked in Ohio, like, except Rockstar. And that's way out in the Dayton area. I think because the kind of places that would book him... I mean, granted, he seems to get a lot of bookings, because he just recently released that picture of all the promotions that book him. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man, this guy's gotten a lot of bookings. And he's still fairly new. Yeah. The question is how far... Is... He's the one that I said would be a intense champion. I wouldn't be surprised with that. I mean, he's starting off 0-2 right now, so I can't say he's going to, you know, hell on earth, boom, he's going to get an intense title match. But, God, that would be a great match. Freaking Janela versus MJF. I want to see that at Jaylet. I want to see it at Abso, but give me this, like, somewhere in Jaylet. That'd be great. Jaylet always seems to be a place for matches like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. There's some other things that I feel like help us lead into the next nine weeks. So that's why I give it, a, and especially the the tag match doesn't lead us into, but we, I figured what the ending was going to be, but they told a fantastic story on how they got to that point. So I have to give that. That's one of the matches, like, for whoever gets the DVD or MP4, pay attention to that match. It's very well done. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I just have, like, flashbacks of certain point, parts of that match. Just Cole Cabana, great or gold. Uh, I will bump it up from a B- minus to a straight B, so I will agree with you, because th- there's enough to save it where it's definitely above average. I just don't want to go in the B plus to A range because that's, I would say that's reserved for shows like Absolution, but it's because of the shows that they have at Absolution, why those get high, high markings. So that's like why the matches and the match caliber at Abso. So, and also uh, going back to the whole production thing and, you know, who's the new guy and how's, how's he going to fit into the production? You know, what's PB Smooth going to do? PB Smooth just got beat twice one-on-one with Frankie Flynn. going to be calling the corner. <laughs> Bad joke. It's 11.30. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so th- those are our thoughts. Any uh, final thoughts or last-minute plugs before you go? No way I'd be for two months. Um, go watch all the previous shows from this year. They're all really good. And plugs. We're at KVR216 on pretty much everything. 
And of course, you can find myself at HeavySet330 on Instagram and Twitter for that matter. Uh, this show, you can find it at Wrestling Cheers, technically at everything Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and email if you want Wrestling Cheers at gmail.com. And like I've said before, check out all the great shows that we do have here on the Trading Topics Network. All Beer Inside, European Uppercut, The Tuts Experience, Lou Chat, CFL Easy Picks, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren FM, TTN at the Movies, Shut the Fuck Up, and my other show, Hanging with Heavy. Check out our friends that we have, Macho Men Radio, Chris Clem's Cavscast, Wingcast, a wingman podcast with Steve Guy of AIW. Let the hate flow through you with comedian Jeremy Shear, Pod Van Dam, who was on the, the preview episode for Cool as Ice. The Road Home from Wrestling, the weekly wrestling podcast. Check out the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs, and of course, Thrift Store Jobber on Instagram, Etsy, and Twitter. And please, 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 please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Maybe if I'm in a good mood and I have the spare money, no promises just yet, but maybe we'll run a contest for free tickets to Hell on Earth 13. I don't know whether it be front row or general admission. Depends on when I buy them. But I'm probably going to say right now that you're going to have to leave a review on Wrestling Cheers and then screenshot it and tweet us the review. Don't, I won't say don't do it right now, but you could technically review it right now. Just don't send us stuff right now. I, I want to help get the ratings up on iTunes and Stitcher and all that, all that kind of stuff. I've, ne- I've yet to check Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in on any reviews. But iTunes, I do check a lot because that's my main uh, podcast device or what I listen to. So help us out. Please do do all that. And uh, I think that will do it for us right here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And sometimes we jump the guard railing in the corner. Later.